everyone, and welcome back to HR from Happy Valley at Penn State. We welcome you all today, and we're really excited to get into today's current news and topics regarding the HR news. For today's show, we're going to be sharing some current news articles for our What's the Buzz segment, as well as dive into an ongoing debate across the country involving pre-employment marijuana testing. But before we start today's show, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm Alexis, and I'm from Livingston, New Jersey. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm from outside of Philly. And for our first segment today, we will start off with the What's the Buzz segment. Alexis will share about an Australian probe to put a spotlight on sexual harassment, specifically in mining camps, which you typically see a gender misbalance. And I will be discussing whether cutting unemployment benefits will ease the current labor shortage. And for our second segment of the show, we will be debating pre-employment drug testing and its pros and cons. Starting off with what's the buzz, I have an article today from The Economist posted July 17th, 2021, titled, Will Cutting Unemployment Benefits in America Ease the Labor Shortage? As states are trying to put 2020 behind us and return to normal, that means filling the 9 million vacant jobs in the U.S. right now, which account for roughly 7% of all jobs. To get people working, many states have removed the $300 weekly bonus checks, which amount to about $15,000 a year. So it's no small chunk of change. But what is actually keeping people from returning to work? Many think it is the unemployment benefits that were rolled out as a result of the pandemic. However, the unemployment benefits in question were eliminated over two months ago, and the crisis has only deepened since, with no end in sight. According to Indeed, only 1 out of 10 people report to not be looking for work due to unemployment insurance, demonstrating that there are more significant factors at play. This means that 90% of people who aren't returning to work are doing so for reasons unrelated to unemployment benefits. So what are those reasons then? While receiving less money from unemployment is incentive enough for some people, many still remain hesitant for mostly fears over COVID, the savings they have accumulated from the unemployment benefits, and the minimum and livable wage issues, which is a hot topic in government right now. So why does this matter? Why should we think about this? This labor shortage is a result of systemic issues, and systemic issues cannot be fixed so easily. It is not all the fault of the government, however, as the industries seeing the most vacancies are those that pay lower wages and are typically less desirable workplaces, such as retail, food service, uh, etc. Until companies and government can work together to make the workplace a more inviting environment, this labor shortage will continue to worsen. Wow, Ryan, thanks for sharing. And that's a really interesting article. I think it's really important for people to be aware of this issue, especially college kids our age and how we're going to be entering the workforce pretty soon. Mm -hmm. And we're going into one of those industries, uh, us in HM, we're going into one of those industries. We're seeing the most vacancies. So understanding the root cause of the causes of this and everything implicated, it'll be very important moving forward. Yeah, and that's kind of related to mine. Um, again, with being aware from of going into an industry like that, especially for my article, is about sexual harassment in companies. In my article, it's Australian probe to put a spotlight on sexual harassment in mining camps. It really demonstrates how, especially in these male-dominated jobs, there are still unprecedented sexual harassment issues that are really staying prevalent in these industries and really not going away. The article really focused on the culture of the companies themselves. The workers kind of all use inappropriate treatment towards each other. A statistic from the article discussed how a lot of the mistreatment came from this misgender imbalance. So I feel companies should be taking more action to these problems and making their workers kind of take responsibility for these actions. 
Um, this is just another example kind of companies letting discriminatory behavior slide just so they could stay out of trouble. Future HR representatives need to be more aware of the issues and take control of them. And in order to get rid of this toxic company culture, HR reps should take action and make employees in the company feel more comfortable. So sexual harassment is something really prevalent in companies to this day. It's really affecting people and employees and the company should strive to get rid of that. Again, with my article, and I think connecting to yours, I think it's really important to for these HR representatives in all companies, and especially since that's what we're studying, to really be aware of these issues in the industry. Absolutely, and you know, your your mining issue, it it it's one of those systemic issues that's really deep rooted in like company culture and like workplace the workplace environment, um, and you know that's something that's not solved easily. You know, similar to mine very important issue. Yeah, I could see how also with the labor crisis, how people just aren't really motivated to go back to work and people don't really want to go back to work. And it's issues like this where people aren't going to want to go back to work for these reasons. They'd rather get benefits from what you said, like the unemployment stimulus. So I think that's really important to keep in mind. I think this really brings us to the next part of our segment, which is our hot topics. Our hot topics is going to be marijuana, pre-employment marijuana testing. Um, So in general, a little bit of background, marijuana use has been increasing across the United States, not only medically, but recreationally too. There's more of a general acceptance of the drug, meaning mainly by people privately and in the workplace. So employers now really have an obligation to address this marijuana usage among their employees. We're each going to have a segment. If you want to start off with your side and start us off and we're going to get into it. Absolutely, yeah. So uh, I will be arguing from the point of pro-marijuana pre-employment drug testing. And really my argument comes from two main points. The first being that marijuana affects cognitive function in a dangerous way. And the second being that marijuana is a gateway drug. So to start off with marijuana affecting cognitive function, it has been proven that workplace drug testing leads to fewer accidents, fewer injuries, and less absenteeism. And this is because THC, which is the brain-altering chemical found in marijuana, Uh, affects a person's death perception, their reaction time, their coordination and motor skills, as well as creating sensory distortion for them. And this comes from the National Institute on Drug Abuse, uh, whose studies show that employees who test positive for marijuana see a 55% increase in accidents, an 85% increase in injuries, and a 75% increase in absenteeism. Employees who show up to work under the influence of marijuana or hungover are at a significantly increased risk of injuries. More injuries means less employees at work, more worker compensation claims, higher insurance costs, and even possible litigation. The higher absenteeism leads to less employees at work and thus a less productive workforce. Higher costs and a less productive workforce can both be side effects of a failure to properly drug test candidates Now, marijuana is not only known for its effects on cognitive function, it's also famous for being a gateway drug. Marijuana acts as a gateway drug, leading users to more harmful drugs. And harder drug use leads to more severe problems than posed by just marijuana. In a study performed on the effects of marijuana in rats by the National Epidemiological Study of Alcohol Use and Related Disorders, rats who are exposed to marijuana early in life have decreased dopamine reward centers later in life, and rats exposed to marijuana later in life showed greater behavioral response when exposed to other drugs. So what does this mean exactly? 
while the decreased dopamine reward centers help explain why an individual might seek harder drugs and become more prone to addiction. This means that an individual exposed to marijuana will need stronger and more stimulation to feel the same amount of pleasure as opposed to someone never exposed to marijuana. The need for stronger stimulation is what often leads people to move to harder and more dangerous drugs like heroin. By testing for marijuana, you're also helping ensure against more problems in the future related to harder drug use. Now, Alexis, you're coming from the opposite angle, right? Yes, but I do understand your points and I understand where they're coming from. So I think this should be an interesting back and forth. Again, I'm going to be talking about why employers should consider screening out marijuana for these pre-employment drug tests. First, getting into it, I think that screening out marijuana will lead to more vacant jobs and more people will remain unemployed. Due to the labor crisis that's clearly happening, even as you discussed in your article from before, screening out this marijuana from potential employees will further assist to the crisis. With a lot of vacant jobs available and not enough people to fill these jobs, it's just kind of affecting the economy as a whole. And with a large amount of unemployed workers who need a job and rapidly growing rate of marijuana usage, the pool for these specific candidates are lowering. With so many people without jobs who need them and with so many companies needing jobs, the overall potential to screen out so many employees would kind of be detrimental to companies and people themselves. So I have two pieces of evidence. First from Alfred Marcus, who's a professor in strategy and leadership. He did a study and showed that the labor shortage in the United States states is really quite large. There are currently something like 10.4 million jobs and only 8.4 million people that are looking for work. And so there are more jobs available for work. So by screening out these employees, there's a larger labor need, which is already continuing to get worse. So it's kind of just assisting to this labor crisis. Also, I from an article at CNBC, this is a study done by Quest Diagnostics, um, it kind of showed that the rate of marijuana positively in test results increased in nearly all workforce categories. Since legalization began in 2014, positive marijuana test results increased 17% in the general workforce. Among the federally mandated, safety-sensitive workforce category, marijuana positivity grew 5% year after year and is up nearly 24% in 2014. This increase in marijuana is making more employees have this in their system, which is just, again, leading to the screening out of these potential employees. Jobs are really important right now, and people really need these jobs. My second argument has to do with how marijuana and alcohol really have similar effects. Marijuana and alcohol can both affect people when they take it. However, alcohol is more, is more overlooked in pre-employment screening. For example, on off-duty hours, employees can enjoy a drink, and if it shows up in a test the next day, as long as they aren't impaired on the job, it's really understandable. And it, it's not in their system. It's not really a problem. Why isn't this yeah. the same with marijuana? First, I th- think this has to do with marijuana having a bad reputation from the war on drugs in previous years. This was really important where they tried to get the public to really go against these drugs and think it was such a bad thing. Not saying that it's not, but I think marijuana is on a little bit of a different level than some of these drugs it's getting bundled in with. And marijuana has been shown to have impacts on certain people as well. Particularly, this is med- medical marijuana. So according to Medical News Today, researchers at University of Colorado found that their findings linked to alcohol consumption with long-term changes to the structure of white matter and gray matter in the brain. The use of marijuana, however, seemed to have no significant long-term effects on brain structure. So it's really just proven that alcohol can actually have detrimental effects to people 
especially in the brain, and marijuana doesn't seem to have these effects as found. And I also think it's important to mention that medical marijuana has been proving to help people in aspects such as chronic pain, depression, PTSD, MS, cancer, etc. And then also, I just wanted to note evidence from American Addiction Center, where it states that alcohol kills 88,000 people each year, and marijuana kills near zero. So again, there's a lot more alcohol-related linked deaths compared to marijuana. And also, marijuana, especially medical, can be proved to help people. So overall, alcohol and marijuana should marijuana shouldn't be a worse aspect compared to marijuana when screening it out. I just kind of want to talk about marijuana as a whole. You talked about the effects in your debate about mm-hmm. how it's increasing accidents, injuries, and absenteeism. But other drugs can cause this too as well, right? Yes, um, other drugs can do this too. The issue with this in marijuana is that marijuana has a push to be legalized at the moment. And that's why this is a discussion. Not many people are pushing for like harder drug legalization like you know, heroin or cocaine where these issues are still present. Yes. Also, it's interesting that you said that because I found a quote in an article where it actually shows that the increase of this marijuana usage has actually decreased other drugs. I found that in a study. I think it was the CNBC article. where They were basically just talking about like codeine, morphine, and how these drugs were actually shown to be a really big decline. I think it was around 20% of a lot of them going down. So maybe the increase in marijuana, as you said, it could be a gateway drug, but maybe by letting people use this marijuana and legalizing it more, that actually does the opposite. Mm-hmm. What do you think on that? No, I, I agree, yeah. Um, you know, America is certainly going through an opioid epidemic at the moment. Um, that's no secret. Mm-hmm. And if, if we can kind of lessen the effects of, of that, of this nationwide drug addiction with something a little less harmful, absolutely, I support that. Um, however, my main argument from this comes not from legalization of marijuana, but pre-employment drug testing. While, you know, those harder drugs do have more an effect on the brain, Marijuana also has an effect on the brain, and in the workplace, that can be very dangerous. But you don't think, as I mentioned, alcohol and marijuana are both kind of, they're getting legalized, and alcohol is legalized, but they cause the same function. So why can alcohol be legalized and fine to show up in a pre-employment testing, but marijuana can't? If you show up to work drunk, that's not going to reflect too well on you. You're probably, <laughs> true. you're either going to be sent to rehab or you're going to lose your job, one of the two. Um, with pre-employment drug testing, it's, it's more difficult um, because it shows up whether you, you took it this morning before showing up to work or if you took it you know, two weeks ago. It is difficult in that sense, but it leads potential dangers. And it, it is an illegal drug at the moment, so federally it's still illegal. So there are a lot of Im- implications for if somebody shows up to work high um, or you know, they're, they're hungover, they're still negative implications with being hung over from marijuana um, you know they can come to work and they can cause an accident they can get injured and that affects the business's bottom line that affects their insurance rate that affects their public image it affects their employee retention it affects their productivity it affects a lot of stuff and it, it's important to keep that in mind as well i agree and i'm not disagreeing with that i think under the influence of any drug that's including alcohol will really affect a person but my general statement is if that shows up in a test, that's kind of overlooked. But if marijuana doesn't, a company won't hire you for. Mm. No, you can't show up to a job under any influence of anything. But at the end of the day, marijuana is stigmatized differently than alcohol. Yes.
Yes. Um, and I, you know, you mentioned that a little bit. I just want to touch on that again, is that I think a lot of the negative stigma around marijuana over alcohol is, the, is from the war on drugs. Alcohol is still a drug. If you look at the effects of both of these drugs, they both impair your motor skills, they both dull your thinking and your, your common sense. Like they have very similar effects. It's just one is publicly stigmatized. I think that was a really good debate we got going. And I understand your side and where you're coming from, where marijuana shouldn't really be allowed on the job. And I really do see that. It's a safety issue, but there is two sides to everything. So for the first part of our segment, we discuss government, corporations in America and systematic issues, especially regarding like sexual harassment. These are just two examples of issues in corporate culture trickling down to make the workforce less suitable for employees. So nowadays, coming out of the pandemic, people are really demanding more safety and comfortableness. It's different. Companies really need to be aware of that and take notice or else no one's going to want to come back to work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And for the second part of our show, we debated whether we should continue pre-employment drug testing for marijuana. Broader issues such as these need to be discussed to improve the workplace so that people will come back to work. So thanks for um, listening to our segment. We hope you all have a great day. I'm Alexis. I'm Ryan. And we're the reps. Thank you for listening.